Welcome to McKnight's Newsmakers podcast at the Leading Age Conference in Atlanta, where we'll share the latest information from industry leaders. Hi, this is Lois Bowers, editor of McKnight Senior Living, here at the Leading Age meeting, speaking with Kathleen O'Connor, president and founder of Achieve Accreditation. The company recently helped an assisted living community become the first one to be certified by the Joint Commission. Kathleen, the Joint Commission is the uh, nation's oldest and largest accrediting body. Um, what are some myths to dispel specific um, specific to Joint Commission accreditation in the senior living industry? Lois, there's many myths, but there's five in particular I'd like to highlight. And the first one I'd like to start with is cost. I think a lot of people bring their hospital previous career experience and they put a big price tag on Joint Commission. But in senior living, uh, Joint Commission, an average cost for a skilled nursing facility to obtain and maintain their Joint Commission accreditation would be $5,000 annually. And also for assisted living communities, an annual cost of $5,300 to obtain and maintain their Joint Commission. So probably much more affordable than most people would think. I'm going to go into the second reason for the myths sure. uh, the, um, that we want to dispel. The first one is that it is uh, not really a player in, in the senior living industry. And that is absolutely false. Joint Commission has had significant gain in this industry. In fact, they're pushing up on 10% of skilled nursing facilities now obtaining Joint Commission accreditation. In addition, as you know, the first assisted living in the nation just received their Joint Commission accreditation. And there is massive interest in both skilled across the nation as well as assisted living. So the fact that it's not a player just simply isn't true. The third myth that we have uh, to cover is really related to quality. So many times uh, providers will say, well, I already have a quality award. Why do I need another? With Joint Commission, you're getting a name recognition that is uh, nationally known and well uh, well received in the healthcare industry. So for example, your hospital, your hospital goes through Joint Commission survey, so they know the rigor of the Joint Commission accreditation process. So again, all quality awards have value. Joint Commission has uh, really extreme name recognition in the healthcare industry. The fourth myth that I wanted to talk about was the fact that, you know, we're too far away from this goal. There's no way we can do this. Well, in that myth, let me first dispel the number one thing I hear is we don't have a million policies and procedures on things. You know, we still need to rewrite all our policies and procedures. Nothing can be tr uh, further from the truth. So here you're looking at Joint Commission focusing on structure, processy, and outcome with a real resident-driven survey process. So writing policy and procedures is not what the Joint Commission is about. And the other piece about being so far away from the goal, even if you're starting from ground zero, it is very realistic to think that you could get Joint Commission accredited within four to six months. You know, putting an interdisciplinary effort towards this, four to six months is a very reasonable goal. In fact, you may even want to give your organization to, uh, staff more time and go to nine months because really it's a culture change and you're looking at building a, uh, you know, a new culture, a new rebirth. So nine months is the birthing process I would recommend for Joint Commission accreditation, but it can certainly be done within four to six months. And then the last piece of myths that I would like to uh, take off the table is the fact that well, we're accredited now, so that's the end, it's over. Nothing could be further from the truth. Once you're accredited, that's when the work really begins because you're going to be putting this into your infrastructure, your quality programs, your safety programs, and you're gonna reap the rewards of this for decades to come. 
Great, thank you. So what are the financial drivers that should encourage senior living strategic decision makers to take a second look at the goal of obtaining joint commission accreditation? There are definitely some financial drivers that really have made senior living providers uh, take a second look at joint commission, Lois. And the first one that I would point to is Medicaid reimbursement. So several states and many more are in conversation to provide Medicaid reimbursement incentives for joint commission accreditation. And that's about as big as a third party driver as you can get when you attach it to dollars. So that's exciting for the skilled nursing facility world. And again, growing interest in that in other states. The other financial driver would be your relationships with your third party payers. So the role of third party payers, obviously that's an important relationship for, provi for providers. And in this role, uh, you're in conversation with your providers, you're, you're elevating your reputation with your joint commission accreditation, but even saving time. So for example, your third party payer is a part of that relationship may ask you for audits throughout the year and by the fact that you have joint commission accreditation, many times you can minimize those audits or in fact some cases eliminate them altogether. So that's a real uh, caveat for why joint commission makes sense from third party payers. Another important one that, you know, again attaches to dollars is that hospital discharge planners. So hospital discharge planning, the relationship equals potential census. Potential census is increased by a greater greater in strength to that relationship and nothing says quality like Joint Commission. Joint Commission is the survey body that the hospitals all are familiar with and who they work with, so great name recognition there on the rigor of that survey process. So again, a great way to tie uh, potential for census building. And then the last piece that I would point to as a financial driver is, you know, competitors. Either you're going to be keeping pace with your com competitors and getting Joint Commission accreditation, or you've made the strategic decision to exceed as a distinguishing factor and go ahead and obtain joint commission in your geographic zone as one feather in your cap that would put you above and beyond the place down the street. So it's something for both assisted living and skilled nursing providers to think about. Thank you. And what are some of the other value added reasons that senior living strategic decision makers should consider uh, for joint commission accreditation? There are three other value added reasons, Lois, that I'd like to talk about. The first one and the uh, greatest uh, accomplishment of Joint Commission comes from the continuous quality improvement culture that you'll cultivate with Joint Commission accreditation. When you use the standards as the framework for structure, process, and outcome, you're going to cultivate an environment that builds on quality and safety and really sets the tone for excellence. The second piece that I wanted to talk about was that in life and in business, everyone loves a winner. So whether you're the hospital staff, whether it's residents, family, prospective residents and family, third party insurers, everyone loves a winner. And when you share that you've been joint commission accredited, there is no greater testimony to how, how seriously you take quality and safety. You voluntarily held yourself accountable to achievable optimums versus minimal level of standards. So in doing so, you've really said a lot about how your organization um, outreaches and stretches for stretch goals to improve themselves in all that they do. And then the last piece that I think is value added, I'm going to invite all senior living providers to take a fresh look at Joint Commission. Whether you're assisted living or whether you're senior living side of the skilled, 
you are all thinking about branding and rebranding, particularly when we come out of this post-COVID world. Um, maybe you're an organization who wasn't thrilled with your star rating. Maybe you're an organization that has no star rating and want to get your reputation going with third-party payers or in the industry. Or maybe you're a new owner and you'd really like to reestablish yourself in a community uh, with hospitals and, and get your name on the map. I invite you to take a look at Joint Commission as the hallmark of excellence for showing your commitment to continuous quality improvement. Thanks a lot, Kathleen, for being with us here today and answering those questions. Um, this is Lois Bowers, editor of McKnight Senior Living, with Kathleen O'Connor, president and founder of Achieve Accreditation. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and be sure to listen to our other podcasts from the Leading Age Conference in Atlanta.